Welcome to the Sports Spectrum Podcast, where faith and sports collide. Here's your host, Jason Romano. This is episode number 45 of the Sports Spectrum Podcast. Welcome everyone to the show. My name is Jason Romano. Thank you for being a part of our program today. You can download and subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, everywhere podcasts are found. Click that subscribe button and that allows you to have this podcast come right to your device every single time we release a new episode. You can also leave a review on iTunes for us. Let us know what you think of the podcast, how we're doing, any guest ideas you might have. You can also email me, jason at sportspectrum.com and let us know any ideas you have in regards to the podcast or just a good story that you want us to cover on Sports Spectrum, both for the magazine or for an article on the internet on sportspectrum.com. So check us out, reach out to us. We love to hear from you and uh, check out all the great content that we're producing, both with the magazine, the podcast and on the web. Today's guest is Arizona Cardinals running back David Johnson. Now, for some of you fans out there who play fantasy football, you may have taken David right at the top of your draft. He was uh, the consensus number one overall pick in most fantasy football leagues. And uh, we talked to David about that. And interestingly enough, he doesn't really play fantasy football and really had no concept or idea of that until this year when he basically became everybody's number one pick. And then week one came along of the 2017 season. And as David is going down the sidelines, about to catch a pass from Carson Palmer, his quarterback, he gets nailed in the wrist and, and dislocates it and has surgery and ESPN and other media outlets are announcing that he's out for two to three months and he's basically going to miss the majority of the 2017 season. Uh, and yes, that hurt fantasy football owners, but we're talking about a, a human being here, a man who plays football. And we talk about how devastating that was for him or, or if it was devastating. I ask him about that and I ask him about how the recovery is going. But even more, David's a man of faith. He's a married man to Megan and has a son, David Johnson Jr. now, born earlier this year in January of 2017. And his faith is strong, and it's actually fairly new, his faith. It really didn't take shape for him until college. So we talk about that a little bit and really kind of dive deep into spiritually what it's like to be an NFL player, some of the great things going on in the Arizona Cardinals locker room, and really what God has been um, teaching him through the most difficult time really in his life of having this injury and having to sit on the sidelines and watch his team go to battle every Sunday without it. So enjoy this episode. This is episode number 45. And here he is, Arizona Cardinals running back, David Johnson. David, welcome to the show. How are you? I'm doing good. Thanks for having me. Hey, man, it's great to have you here. And obviously, you know, you have a little time on your hands right now to do a podcast, and we do appreciate that. Uh, certainly not what you were planning, but let's start with week one, and let's talk about the injury. So it's the 2017 season. His expectations are high. You're coming off of a first-team All-Pro status, first Pro Bowl, and late in the third quarter of the opening game against the Lions, you catch a pass, and a helmet just kind of appears to be nail, nails you into the – into your wrist and boom, we got a dislocation and you have surgery the next day. First of all, let's, I just want to ask you how you're feeling. How's the rehab coming along? Rehab's coming along great. Um, I really can't do much. Uh, really just getting a lot of mental work in. Um, but, you know, I had a great surgeon who did a great job and there's really no pain. Um, wrist is feeling good. Just really have to have this cast on for a couple of weeks. 
And then what's the process here? We're taping this just so people who are listening now, we're taping this in early October, about a month since the injury took place. What's the process in terms of your timetable? Do you have one yet? Is the hope still was two to three months, I think, when the initial diagnosis happened? There really isn't a timetable. I'm really just trying to get the wrist as healthy as possible. Um, really just trying to get as full range of motion as possible. And there's really no timetable just because I don't know how long that's going to take, depending on when I have the cast off, um, how long it takes my wrist to have that full range as much as possible full range of motion. Have you ever had an injury like this in your wrist or your arm or any kind of injury to, to that area? No, I've never really had this uh, injury. It's a, a weird injury, and it's really uh, not a common injury in football. And ironically, surprisingly, me and the running rookie running back uh, TJ Logan had the same has the same injury. So it's really kind of weird to have this. Yeah, it's so bizarre. Well, let's go back to the moment when when you were injured, when it happened. Your faith is strong, and we're going to talk about your faith in Christ in a little bit. But I'm just curious. What was going through your mind when that happened? Did you have any idea the severity of the injury, you know, sort of what was going through your mind after that injury took place? So actually when the injury took place, I didn't even know that it was a dislocated wrist. Um, On the same play where I caught the ball, I had got the wind knocked out of me. So I was actually more um, worried about that, trying to catch my wind. And I didn't realize my wrist was feeling weird until – um, I caught my wind and I went into the next series and I was running with the ball and it just didn't feel like I was securing the ball well enough. Um, and I ended up actually fumbling. And that's when I really realized um, that there was something up. And after going in and getting the x-ray, um, they seen something was fishy with the uh, the wrist. So um, and I thought actually going into the locker room, I thought it was, you know, just a sprain wrist that I'd be able to tape it up and get back on the field and uh you know I thought I was going to be able to keep playing uh if anything like I said tape it up but unfortunately it was a um scaphoid lunate uh tear and um and I had to get it repaired wow it's such a bizarre injury now I'm curious from from your perspective as a man of faith do you remember what you were thinking in the aftermath of that injury after you found out the diagnosis, was there any type of anger or questioning like, God, why would you do this right now? It's the first game. Was there any type of questioning there? Just some anger spiritually wise for you? Spiritualized? No. Um, you know, I wasn't mad um, at God or anything. I really was just upset at myself. Um, I think the biggest thing I was more upset was the fumble that I had had um, gotten mm. and I had lost the ball. And I, I don't know if, um, I know they got the ball, but I don't know if they ended up scoring or whatever, but I just know it didn't help out the team. I think I was more focused on, uh, you know, having that fumble and putting uh, our team at a, a bad spot. It's interesting as a player that that's what upsets you. You know, you're not, you're not upset, obviously, with God. You're not upset with, you know, the injury is the injury, but you're upset with the performance on the field. That's kind of the mentality of a football player, right? Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, football players have different mentalities, but for me, um, you know, I'm blessed. I'm blessed and I thank God for giving me this platform, for giving me this ability and the skill to play in the league. Um, so I really never tried to get down on God um, as much as I can, just because if it wasn't for him, I feel like I wouldn't be where I am today. Uh, the Twitter and social media world reacted quickly to when that injury happened because of your fantasy status fantasy football leagues around the country i know you're chuckling number one overall pick in many leagues and i know 
it, you can't help but be aware of it, especially if the media is talking to you. But were you even aware uh, that that type of attention was happening after your surgery was over, after you had the injury? No, I was not aware until uh, a lot of people got on my social media, um, a lot of uh, hearing about a lot of stuff on, you know, the news and stuff. And that's really what it was down to. Um, it was the injury, but mainly it was really fantasy football. <laughs> how do uh, how can people um, bounce back the fantasy owners and bounce back from losing me and stuff? And that's the stuff I was hearing the most. So. It's crazy how big fantasy football has gotten. Um, I didn't know anything about fantasy football when I first got to the league. I was kind of forced into learning about it. And it's just a a crazy thing that um, is going on with the NFL. Well, when you score 12 touchdowns in your rookie year, you're going to be quickly acclimated to the fantasy football world. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) for sure. That's definitely true. Absolutely. Well, we're talking to David Johnson here on the Sports Spectrum podcast, Arizona Cardinals running back. David, I want to ask you about your faith. This is a faith in sports podcast, your faith in Jesus Christ. You grew up in Clinton, Iowa. I just want to know for you, when did your faith in Christ sort of start to take shape for you? When did that become real to you? So my faith... uh when I was growing up, wasn't huge, but I obviously knew about God. I went to church and stuff. I bounced around from different churches, and I started learning a little bit more. But when I was younger, I was so worried about uh, life, you know, with sports, school, and everything. Um, and I didn't know much about God. But I think when I really sat down and got serious about God, I had to have been um, in college. It was my second year in college where I started really focusing in on what God has done, what Jesus has done for us and learning more about him and really um, letting God take my life and, you know, learn more about him and what he's done. Was it a particular moment? Was it a, was it a mentor somebody that kind of sat down with you and said, listen, David, this is kind of how it works. Or was it just sort of, uh, I don't know, something that you saw or thought of on your own? Mine was a mentor. It was our FCA, uh, Valley Cedar Valley leader. His name is Ken Troutman. He conducts football um, meetings every Wednesday where we got together and talked about God. And then he also did every Monday where is uh, everyone who anyone's invited uh, students or any, anyone. And we just talked about God that day uh, as well. And that's really who helped mentor me, helped teach me about the Bible, helped teach me about what Jesus and what God has done. And he's the one who really has molded me into learning more about God and stepping over the faith line. So you mentioned Northern Iowa. You're in college. You have a ton of success on the field in your four years there, certainly setting numerous records. And you mentioned off the field how your faith really came to fruition in college. But I'm curious about other things going on. You you were grinding it out in college off the off the field, working odd jobs. You meet your <laughs> wife there, obviously. What was college life like for you? God's life uh, for me was way different than what I hear from other uh, players, especially on the team. My college life, like you said, I had to grind it out. I had a summer job doing weird things uh, with asbestos removal. And then I fortunately ended up going to uh, dorm duty where we were maintenance guys and we cleaned up the dorms. Um, We fixed the dressers, fixed the um, uh, fixed the windows, fixed the drains and everything. So uh, that's the stuff I had to do in the summer where I think other college student athletes, they were able to just work out and I had to do a job and I had to work out at the same time. So I, I think that's really where I learned how to have my work ethic. You say, and you, and also, you say you had to do the job? Like was why was that required or is that something that you just wanted to do? 
it wasn't required, but for us to be able to work out at the um, in college at the at our uh, facility, we yeah. had to um, stay there. You know, we had to pay for our living and we didn't get money uh, to pay for rent or to pay for food. So we had to get a job or unless your family or parents or someone would pay for your living, um, you were on your own. And mm-hmm. that's what I had to do. So I had to work for to pay for my rent in the summer so I could train with the team at the at UNI. Now tell us about the time in college, how you met your wife and how that kind of um, relationship started to blossom. So I met my wife in a class. It was a health class and she uh, was do- getting her nursing degree and I was doing my health minor. And she, my wife is from Cedar Falls, um, my college town. And so we had to do a field experience and her being from Cedar Falls, I wanted to uh, find out where somewhere I can get some community hours in for my health class, for our health class. And so I asked her and uh, that's kind of how we started talking. And then, you know, it kind of just fell into a relationship. Um, luckily for me, it just fell into a relationship where, you know, we start getting closer and closer, hanging out more and communicating more. Um, and then, you know, uh, here we are now married with a, a beautiful son. How did God play a role in all that as you guys started dating and coming together as a in, in a relationship? God played a huge role. Um, she, surprisingly, the church that I attended on Sundays, Prairie Lakes, she grew up going to that. And her small group leader uh, was from Prairie Lakes as well. So, uh, And they also knew my small group leader, Ken Troutman. Um, so we became big in our faith. We went to church together Um and she also had to, she also not had to, but she also wanted to learn about God. And she had uh, met with her small group leader as well. And so we just got stronger in our faith together. And, um, you know, I ended up becoming an FCA leader for the football team. And she was right along with me. We were talking to each other about God and bouncing stuff, ideas and topics um, from each other and learning more together. What have you learned about marriage in the short time you've been together with your wife? What I've learned um, about marriage is, uh, I think the biggest thing is, you know, having communication, uh, loving each other, no matter ups or downs, um, and being there for each other. I think that's the biggest thing is just being there for each other. Um, you know, I was being there for her throughout her pregnancy, throughout everything, and she's being here for me uh, throughout injuries, throughout the sore bodies, uh, after a game, throughout the ups where I'm on Sports Illustrated, throughout the downs where I'm out on IR. So I think that's the biggest thing is just supporting one another um, through everything that goes on in life. In 2015, you're selected in the third round, 86th overall to the Arizona Cardinals. Take us back to that moment. What do you remember most about that day? What I remember most about that day was um, it went by so fast. You know, it being such a one of the most impactful days of my life, it felt like a dream. Um, when I got drafted, I got the call. And I just remember sitting there feeling like I was in a dream, seriously, Hmm. Um, not knowing how my life was going to change, not knowing what was going to happen when I got to the Cardinals, when I got to Arizona. And me and my wife were together in Florida um, and we were just I think she couldn't she didn't understand what was going on because I was kind of just sitting there. Uh, kind of dazed <laughs> and so she she was trying to get excited but I just didn't know how to feel because I um, you know I, it was a, such an important moment for me and I just didn't know how to uh, react I was obviously very uh, proud very excited very glad but 
it was just a whole bunch of stuff going through my head, you know, all the sacrifices that I've gone through, all the ups and downs that I've gone through um, to get to that point to where it was just, it felt like a dream. Had you ever been to Arizona prior to being drafted by them? No, I've never been to Arizona. Uh, all I, the first, you know, the first thing I heard was the heat. Yeah. <laughs> that was the first thing. Is, and it's uh, real, right? For the heat. Yo, man, the summers are brutal out here. Um, the winters are amazing, though. I, I would definitely take Arizona's uh, climate because, you know, you only have to deal with it for about four months, and then the rest of the months is all great uh, weather. So um, I think I lucked out. It's a culture shock, I have to imagine, compared to growing up in Iowa. I've never been to Iowa. I'm guessing it's just a giant culture shock, right? Yeah, 180. 180 for sure because our winters are brutal. <laughs> we have snow everywhere. The wind is uh, is bitter. And it's definitely a whole different culture shock. Not just the weather, but also the uh, the atmosphere because uh, it, growing up in Iowa, it's it's a lot slower. So there's not a, um, a lot of dry uh, highways people aren't just on the on the go everyone's really you know nonchalant um relaxed and when i got to arizona um everyone's speeding by everyone's hurrying to get to places and the traffic is crazy um and it just me just the little things like me uh having to go to class i would leave about 10 minutes to uh before mm -hmm. i need to get somewhere in iowa me coming here to arizona I got to leave about an hour to go to uh, to a different spot. And if we uh, and then also not just that, but if we go to, you know, Scottsdale from uh, Chandler, you know, it's about an hour, 45 minute drive. But in Iowa, if you go 45 minutes, you're in a different city. You're in a different uh, state sometimes. So it's just uh, some of those crazy things. We're talking to David Johnson here, Arizona Cardinals running back on the Sports Spectrum podcast. Now, David, your rookie year, you get to Arizona. On the field, pretty good. You have success right away. Like I mentioned earlier, you scored 12 touchdowns. You play a key role. Your rookie season, and you're in the NFC Championship game. But I, my question for you is more off the field. As a believer in Christ, what was life like for you spiritually adapting into the NFL and sort of the rigors that come with professional football for you spiritually? What was that like? Spiritually, it was actually pretty tough just because um, I – when I came in as a, a rookie, it was a whole new uh, change for me. So I didn't have the normal where I go and talk to my Bible group leader, uh, Ken Troutman. I didn't have people that I normally go and talk to about the Bible. I had to kind of figure it out on my own, me and my wife. So we just, uh, you know, spoke to each other, I had to find a new church and everything. So it was actually pretty tough. Um, I felt like my rookie year, I might have, you know, slipped off my spiritual um, trail for a little bit, but um, I was able to talk to Ken, talk to my wife and, and regain um, that strength in God. And I feel like that was probably one of the toughest things is, um, especially since I had to learn the playbook. I had so much going on in my life. I'm an adult now. You know, I have to yeah. uh, pay for, you know, I have to fend for myself as far as uh, food, paying rent and everything like that to where uh, I think it kind of strayed me away from uh, learning about God and, um, you know, learning more in the Bible, reading the Bible and stuff. So uh, that was a, a lot going on. Who were some of the guys on the team that you may have looked to as mentors or maybe you had a team chaplain or somebody that was able to kind of at least keep you afloat during that rookie season when, like you said, everything's coming at you like a whirlwind? 
Um, I definitely feel like I lucked out because uh, luckily the guy who is our our rookie um, developer, Anthony Edwards, is also a pastor and he's um, one of the guys we as rookies we speak to the most. So I was actually lucked out to be able to talk to the same guy who talks to us about financial uh, dependability. Um, and also talk to him about uh, off the field stuff and on the field stuff and then about the Bible. So I feel like I lucked out because I can talk to the same guy about mostly anything that I need to talk about as a rookie. So um, he was the one who really, you know, I started talking to um, about faith, getting back on the faith trail and, uh, you know, getting back strong in reading the Bible. Was there a player, a teammate of yours that maybe you saw and you were like, okay, I got to I got to be around that guy a lot, whether it's spiritually or just how to carry yourself as a professional, because you got a couple of veterans there who everybody knows who are pretty solid as people and in in their faith. So I'm just curious for you, was there a particular teammate? So there was a, a lot of teammates that has carried me in the aspect of how to carry myself and how to be a professional. Um, on and off the field. Larry uh, Fitzgerald is being one of the biggest ones. He's one of the guys who helped um, teach me the playbook, who not even necessarily who I've gone up and spoke to, but just watching his work ethic Hmm. on the practice field. He's one of the guys who's playing catch before and after practice. He's one of those guys that's always trying to work, get better on his, in his hands, even though everyone knows he has one of the best uh, catching abilities uh, as far as receivers in the league. And, just watching him off the field as well. He's such a professional, the way he conducts himself. He's one of, He's one of the guys who's taught me that, you know, when I have to do an interview after a game, most of the guys are still, um, you know, you take a shower and most of the guys are still getting dressed. And he's one of the guys who taught me, you know, tell the cameras, tell the media, let me get dressed first so I can look uh, res- presentable in wow. front of the cameras. Because you, you never know who's watching you uh, as you're, uh, talking in that interview. So he's one of the guys who taught, taught me to talk, let them know, you know, let me get on my clothes so I can, you know, look uh, apart and look professional while I'm talking to you guys. And he's also teaching me, you know, how to do other stuff, financials. Um, and then one of the biggest things is just watching him on the field. He is one of the best route runners I've seen. And I've learned, you know, um, it's not necessarily how fast you run the route to get open. It's, you know, your techniques, how to run the route, uh, use your leverage, use your your size and everything like that. And then also Andre Ellington being a big guy, big mentor in me because me being a running back, he is also a running back and he's taught me the playbook. He's ta- teaching me the blitz protection and he's teaching me how to run routes as a running back because he was the one who was doing it before I got here. So um, just watching him and then all the running backs really were helping me. Um, you know, Kerwin, Steph when he was here, uh, Marion when he was here and teaching me uh, the the playbook. And then just spiritually, um, I would have to say Drew, uh, Drew Stan, he's one of the guys during camp, he leads um, our players only uh, Bible study. Hmm. And he's uh, such a good guy to listen to, talk to, because he knows so much about the Bible. And he also goes to Anthony Edwards, who's the guy I was mentioning about being the, the our player developer and also uh, who is also a preacher. So He's the one who talks, he talks to him and then he conducts our players uh, only Bible study. So I've learned from him, talking to him in the, in our Bible study and just picking his brain on, um, you know, different aspects, especially as an athlete where we can learn from the Bible. David, describe uh, for the fan 
or the listener of this podcast that can't be in that players only Bible study, what it's like, what, how does it work? Is Drew literally leading it and it's a bunch of guys just kind of listening like you're in a classroom or is it conversation more of like a small group setting? Talk about what that, what that sort of Bible study players only Bible study is like. So it is a small group session, uh, usually about 10 to 15 of us. And we just get around in, at the dining center, um, get around the table. And Drew is the one who's leading it. So he's the one who's starting it off uh, by prayer. And then he talks about what the topic is to, uh, that day, uh, whether it's financial, whether it's anything that uh, players or just uh, people in general, guys in general have to deal with. And he's the one who starts it. And then, you know, from there, he'll ask questions. Guys will answer or give their thoughts about, you know, that topic or that uh, verse that we read. And we'll read verses, go along. Different guys will read verses. And we'll just talk, just talk and communicate, conversate about um, the topic or about the verse, what we think we got out of the verse compared to what another guy thinks he got out of the same verse. So that's what I really learned because um, if I just read the verse myself, maybe I miss something that someone else has thought about or a different uh, perspective that that person has got from the same verse. You know, Proverbs twenty-seven seventeen says iron sharpens iron. And it sounds so much like the locker room of an NFL team, especially for you, David, that that reigns so supremely true that it really is about sharpening each other and accountability and fellowship. That is so true. Iron definitely sharpens iron because, um, you know, when we're all holding each other accountable, that's the biggest thing with us is that um, not just spiritually, but football wise, but especially spiritually, guys, when we hold each other accountable, when we're talking um, with those verses and uh, communicating and talking about um, different ways that we can show our glory to God through our platform, um, how we conduct ourselves so people don't have to uh, question if we are, um, you know, God-fearing people. People don't have to ask us if we're, um, if we are Christians. They know by the way we conduct ourselves, by the way we speak, by the way we play football, even um, just the small things that I've learned um, from what I, what I've learned from the Bible. Just those small things go a long way of how I conduct myself. We're talking to David Johnson here. A couple more minutes with him on the Sports Spectrum podcast. He's the Arizona Cardinals running back. And life changes quite a bit for you, David, over the past couple of years. You mentioned getting married. Last year, 2016, you have a breakout season. You're a first-team All-Pro, one of the top running backs, if not the top running back in the NFL. And then you become a dad. So I really want to ask you about the season, first of all, and what that was like all of a sudden becoming the man, seeing the touches, you know, catching the ball out of the backfield, a complete season really for you as a player. What was that like? And then we'll talk about the the big change off the field. You know, it was great. Um, it was a crazy season for me because, uh, you know, I was doing, having a good success, but as a team, um, you know, it wasn't where we wanted to be. So it was actually uh, very tough for me just because, you know, I might have just been having a, that, you know, uh, individual success, but as a team, it wasn't going the way. So mm -hmm. I really um, was so focused on the team that uh, those individual um, stats was hard for me to get happy about or hard for me to be proud about. Uh, so it was a, a crazy season for me, especially since coming off 2015 season where we were, uh, you know, NFC West champs and we were in the, the championship to go to the, to the Super Bowl. So um, how crazy one year um, has changed uh, the team. And, and that, I think that was probably the toughest thing for me is 
uh, having those individual stats, but, you know, as a team, not being, not feeling like I've done enough to help out the team. Did the game just seem to come, I don't want to say easier because that would be silly of me to ever say the word easy for an NFL player, but did the game just kind of come to you a little bit more gradually in a, in the, in a way in the second year versus that first year? Yeah. Oh, it's, it's nine day because that first year, man, my head was spinning. I had a lot of mental errors and I just felt like I was on a roller coaster. I'd make a good catch, but I fumble or I miss a block, but then score a touchdown. So I was, my first year was just a head, a head spin. Second year, I learned more. Um, I learned more of the offense and I learned more of how to, you know, uh, play in the, in games. And I think the biggest thing that people will say is the games slow down. Um, they slow down a lot more where I can focus in and I can calm down throughout the, my uh, second year where I'm actually able to do a lot more, but not feel like um, my head is spinning. So I, I felt like that's the biggest thing is that it slowed down. I was able to um, pick up the blitzes or able to run routes and actually uh, BA Bruce Aarons had put more on my shoulders because I was learning uh, so much in my second year. David, I remember back in February of 2017, one of my last assignments before I left ESPN was working on the Mike and Mike show. And I think it might have been our very last interview on our very last day of shows in Houston. You were a guest on set. And I remember Mike and Mike, Greeny and Golick, asking you about becoming a dad. And I remember you saying that your your son was there in Houston, um, which was surprised a lot of us because you know he was a newborn he was only a couple weeks old or whatever but I want to just ask you about that time and what it was like to become a dad and what that process has been like for you now that you're the father to David Jr. That time for me was so amazing Um, I was so proud of uh, being a father that moment was um so amazing but also it was a a scared moment for me because no matter how much we i prepared to be a father it's it's not the same as when uh my son actually comes into the world and now i have responsibility to uh, help my wife raise him uh to the best of our abilities so um it was a lot of going a lot of stuff going on and i think i was more scared being a father than coming to arizona because i've been playing football for so long but me being a father was something new. It's something new that I've never done before. And, uh, you know, like I said, I re- you can read all the books and learn as much as you can, but uh, it's it's not the same as when he actually comes out of the world. But like I said, I wouldn't change it for the wor- for anything. Um, I've, I'm amazed at how life, how God has made miracles in, mm-hmm. in birthing. And so it's just a, a it was a crazy, amazing uh, moment for me. So what have you learned? What have you learned now that you're a dad? Uh, the big, I think the biggest thing that I've learned is uh, being there, supporting him, because mm. I might not know exactly what I'm doing, uh, changing diapers, feeding him. I might not know what I'm doing uh, exactly or doing the right thing, but just being there and learning from those uh, mistakes or those moments um, and just being there, su- supporting him, trying to be there for every milestone he had. So when he rolled over, I was there. I'm trying to be there. Uh, I was there when he started crawling. So I'm trying to be there when he starts walking, when he starts speaking. Um, I think that's the biggest thing is just being there at, at everything, uh, that every development milestone that he's ha- that he's has or is going to have um, is very important to me. 
As we wrap it up here on the podcast with David Johnson, Arizona Cardinals running back. David, and thank you for the time. I just have a a question we usually ask our guests on the podcast. We've done about 50 of these now. And the question has always been, what has God been teaching you right now? And it sounds like you've answered that a little bit. So I'll ask it a little differently in the sense of what is your biggest struggle currently spiritually for you? What has God been kind of working on you a little bit in your life right now? I think God is working on me right now as being a leader um, and being um, not just uh, spiritually, but spiritually with my wife and everything, but also just being a leader for the team. So he's doing stuff to put me in positions um, to try to be a leader, but sometimes I get scared or I don't want to. uh, I feel like I'm going to say the wrong thing to the team or do the wrong thing, and I feel like he keeps wanting to put me in those uh, positions, those uncomfortable positions where um, I have to break down a huddle or I have to talk to, especially now with the injury, that's all I can do is be a coach or a leader to the team. And um, just like that, you know, the injury now, um, how do I become a leader now, Be still stay involved with the team? I feel like that's where God is leading me. Um, and also just uh, I think the struggle right now is uh, we are reading, but I think the biggest thing is, you know, trying to find a church um, in some a place that we can go to and call it our church home uh, while we're in Arizona. You know, let me just ask you this real quick before we say goodbye. Is is that hard to find a church home when you're a football player and then acclimating yourself as just a regular member of the church versus, you know, you're David Johnson now. You're, you're recognized. People know who you are and trying to acclimate yourself into a church. Has that been difficult for you? Yes, it has been tough um, because, like you said, I, I sometimes I just want to be a normal person where right. I can attend a church or a restaurant. Um and, you know, just go and try to, you know, uh, learn from the sermon. And sometimes it gets tough just because there are there are football fans out here, uh, Arizona fans, and they, you know, they might want to take a photo or just talk to me about uh, football. And now with the injury, now it's all I've been spoken to about. And, you know, I love talking to people, uh, the fans, because, you know, God has given me this platform to talk to them. But, you know, sometimes I just want to sit there and try to learn and try to focus in on the Bible and focusing on that, uh, what I'm trying to learn from that sermon that day. And then that gets tough. So we're trying to find a church that, you know, where we can feel like we're, um, you know, we can sit there and actually um, gain knowledge from uh, what's going on. Hmm. Well, listen, David Johnson, Arizona Cardinals running back, man, I really appreciate you joining us here and sharing your heart a little bit on the podcast and uh, best wishes to you. And hopefully we'll have you back in here down the line. Thank you. And we do appreciate David Johnson, Arizona Cardinals running back, joining us here on the Sports Spectrum podcast. And David was really great. I love his heart for for the Lord and his heart for wanting to serve and wanting to be a leader in his locker room. And it's definitely something he's learning right now, having to sit on the sidelines in one of the most difficult times of his young career and not being able to play and being injured. But one thing that we didn't mention during the interview that you could know, uh, and David mentioned it when the interview was over, was that he was doing this interview from the Arizona Cardinals team facility. And just because David's injured doesn't mean that he's not with the team. He's very involved. He's going to meetings. He's going to practice. He attends all the games. He obviously goes to the home games, but he's on the road traveling with the team whenever they have a road game as well. He wants to be a leader. He wants to be a part of what that team is doing in Arizona. And so David has made it his mission to be a leader, whether 
he's injured or not, despite his circumstances, he continues to rise up and become a, an integral part of what the Arizona Cardinals are doing uh, as a football team. So we commend David and we do thank him for being a part of the Sports Spectrum podcast. Just a little behind the scenes preview, if you will. David is going to be featured in our next magazine issue of Sports Spectrum. So part of this podcast, after we done we were done taping it, we asked him a few more questions, and we're going to be doing a nice long feature on him for Sports Spectrum's next issue in the magazine. So stay tuned for that. That'll be really good. I think you guys will really enjoy sort of a little bit more in-depth in the article uh, than we went with the podcast in terms of David and all that he's been doing uh, since he got injured and just what God has been working on in his life since the injury. So again, thank you, David Johnson, for being a part of the show and thank you for listening. We appreciate you. As always, you can reach us on Twitter at sports underscore spectrum. You can reach me at Jason Romano and you can email us jason at sportspectrum.com. Thank you very much for joining us and I hope you have a great rest of your day. We will see you next time right here on the Sports Spectrum Podcast.